Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. So old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. I am continuing. This is a continuation of previous videos that you may just have watched. If not, there is a part one, a part two. I strongly advise that you read these prophecies because the word of the Lord is in my spirit like heat today and I will not restrain them. There is a need for the nations, but especially the nation known as the United States of America, to hear that she is not a god. The Ten Commandments have not gone out of style. The Lord said, you shall have no other god before me. That includes any nation cannot exalt itself as a god in the earth. If you do that, you are simply drawing the attention of the Lord to yourself to strike you down and to put you into darkness as a people. God is God eternally. Before anything was, God was. He is not made by human hands. The way our cities, our habitations, our tools, our so-called AI, and all the little toys that we are constantly infatuated with are made. God has no origin point that the human mind can understand. God is outside of time. He is outside of space. He is also outside of our capacity to make sense of. If there's any person who understands any facet of God, please understand that this is a function of grace. It is because he mercifully is opening your mind, alleviating darkness, dullness, foolishness, which is bound up in the human heart like yarn. Foolishness is a part of us until mercy comes to give us wisdom, to give us enlightenment, to give us understanding. But to any, whether you are part of a secret society where they exalt themselves and think that they are gods, serving false gods, demons, devils, things from outside portals, things that lie to them and tell them, but we shall share power with you. And then they fall into that trap of thinking, but we are gods when they are mere men who shall perish like fools in the day of their judgment. Or whether you're just part of the ordinary folk who have been in school too long. And they have swallowed the cold and rotten oatmeal of human pride. And they are now choking on it. And they have tongues that walk throughout the earth and make declarations talking about a utopia and the coming of a new world order. Those two shall die like fools. Whoever thinks that they are God above the one God, Jesus Christ, he will humble you to the dust and then stand and rule over your body no matter who you are, no matter who you work for. So to those in this nation and to those in all the nations who have ears, hear the word of the Lord. Jesus Christ is God supreme. There is a way to approach him. There is a way to ask for answers. There is a way to pray for wisdom. But whoever exalts, I am telling you young people on these social media apps, I'm telling the elderly who have many years over me and yet they speak like fools. You mock God. You mock the messengers of God. You mock the messages that God is establishing in the earth to tell you how the final times are going to be. The things that I speak about, I bring them and I tie them in with scripture 
and then you dare to say why is she so bothered about this and that in the day that is coming what is that day bible scholars know that day christians who study and pray know that day that day is famously known as the day that will burn like an oven in the day that is coming we will find out if the words from my mouth were coming from my heart because i had nothing to do and so i simply made hundreds of videos or if God was speaking to this country about her ending, about her fate, about her people, about her past, about her denial, about the fact that she lifts up her skirts like a donkey in heat and runs out to the wilderness to play with the beasties, we will find out if it was God or man speaking in the future. The prophecy for today has several names. It is called the rise of the reprobates, the rise of the sodomites, and America will fall to sin. And that prophecy was received on May the 5th, 2023. The banner scriptures are many, and the Lord instructed me to read them out in no uncertain terms. So this will not be the Hispanic Bible version, the German Bible version. This will not be the message version or the passion version or any of the other spaghetti soups that people are currently buying and calling Bibles. This will just be flat English. Oh, by the way, if you read subtitles, they're always available 24 hours to 48 hours after every video. So foreign viewers, I'm sorry. If you can't follow along, you will only get subtitles within 24 hours. The captions come on automatically. So you just have to be patient and then those will be along. So where was I? Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 22. You shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. So when you hear this, it is telling you quite flatly that a man is not to sleep with another man the way a man sleeps with a woman. It is an abomination. Now, another man or two men together do not have the software for a male to sleep with him as he does with a woman. They lack the necessary parts. Therefore, there is only one act that they can commit man to man, and that is known as sodomy. Leviticus 20 and verse 13. If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood is upon them. So again, this is very clear. If a male chooses to lie with another male as if he were lying with a woman, the Lord says that the axe is upon both their heads and the penalty for it is death. The Lord also says that the axe itself is an abomination between these two and then he says their blood is upon them that means that in the old days when you were put to death for the sin your family would have to weep very quietly because it was well known how god answered this type of perversion in society jude chapter 1 and verse 7 says just as sodom and gomorrah and the surrounding cities which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued a natural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. This means that Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities with them, there were five, four of them were destroyed by burning balls of fire and sulfur that poured down until they were reduced to tar pits. And when human beings are incinerated in that way, they usually just turn to ash and lime. 
They indulge in what God calls sexual immorality, which is basically sleeping around, no marriage, no nothing, and also pursuing unnatural desire. What is that unnatural desire? I just described it twice. A man lying with another man as he would with a woman. God said that he made them an example and he put them through a punishment of eternal fire. So then are we confused when most of the prophecies I bring here say that America will be burnt over every inch of it because of the sin that is committed here? These scriptures back up almost everything that I have been saying about the growing of this sin in this country and the fact that God will not tolerate it. I said just a few moments ago in an earlier video, part one and part two, that in this country, lies are sold and repeated, even from the pulpit as truth. Pastors don't study the word of God. Pastors give people their opinions. You can barely find a pastor in this country that will touch on this subject. If you find that he has preached on it, the few of them that preach on it, 25 minutes of the video will be the pastor sharing his views about how, well, you know, we just love everybody here at Greater Presbyterian Backwards Angel Worshipping uh, Christian Church. We don't hate anybody. We are an inclusive church. You can, you can read our statement of faith out in the front in the front foyer and you can see that we, we, we just love everybody they stand there in 20 tons of hair gel and skinny jeans trying to be popular influencers trying to get you some of you are on your way to hell the things you watch are signing you up for hell the filth and the four-letter words in your mouth that some of you use on me regularly they're signing you up for hell your lust inside you is signing you up for hell. This very sexual immorality that God is condemning, sleeping around without marriage, it's signing you up for hell. But these men and women don't love you. They stand in front of you and they want to be popular. They want your likes. They want you to follow them on their Insta. They want to be popular with you. They no longer want to be popular with Christ. And so when it comes to this topic, if their church has not been bought out by the government already, a church that doesn't pay taxes, where they get told what to preach, if there are a few of them who will touch it, they will disavow God, they will disrespect God, they will tell you how much they're a loving pastor and my wife and I love everybody. And you're welcome here. You will never hear them give the kind of introduction that they give for, for a homosexual sermon for a murderer. They will never say, now, if you're out there and you have just slashed up a family and you served 35 years for it, you know, we just love you, murderer. We just love you, abortion female. They will never give the kind of soft intro that they give for those sins. Infidelity. Half of them are adulterers already, but they'll just stand in front of you and tell you, I fell. I fell right into her arms and my clothes flew off and I will do it again in six months more and still keep the senior pastorship because you guys support me despite all that I do and all that I am with my hard heart and no repentance and I can count on you guys to prop me up because I'm your idol and not Jesus Christ. They will not give a soft intro, a softball sermon on murder, on abortion, or on any of the other things but the demon of homosexuality, those gods,
that I spoke about in the, in the prophecy that is called the rainbow in men, where God showed that the reason this sin is rising like a tidal wave that can't be stopped is because the fallen angels and very high level beings are behind it and they will come closer to earth and dictate, try to dictate even to the elect that we should do this. There's nothing in these gutless pastors that will want to stand up to this because this is one of the primary spirits of the dragon perpetrating this evil to go against the ultimate design of God that woman is for man and man for woman. They want to make woman for woman, man for man, adult for child, and man for beast, but not man for woman and woman for man. They want to flout God's order and the church that is supposed to be the dividing line that keeps the line, that holds the line. You find that the pastors are preaching populism. They're preaching the doctrines of man. They're preaching their feelings and they're preaching love above holiness, sanctification, and my favorite type of sermon, what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say about lying man to man? What did Jesus say about lying kind to kind? What did Jesus say? This is what Jesus says. So then the sermon should follow these guidelines. To lie, you must be married. To lie, you must be sanctioned. You have to have taken someone's wife, someone's child as wife before witnesses. The community has to know, even if it's just one friend she brings and one friend you bring before an authority. It has to be sanctioned before you can lie. You can't do it your way. You can't have it your way. It's not Burger King. It is what did Jesus say? That is the standard. And if you call yourself a child of God and you have a pride flag on your social media, you are a fraud and you need to be told that. And you need to be able to hear the truth now in the end times because now is the time to decide who you're going to be before Jesus stands in front of you. Now is the time to decide if my words are enough to stop you in your tracks and make you self-examine, or do you want Jesus to stop you in your tracks when there's no more chance to fix it? Now is the time when you hear these messages to fix it. What did Jesus say? And why is it that even the leaders of the church cannot adhere to what Jesus say? but they want to preach to you another truth because they so crave your friendship. I am not looking for friendship. God made it very clear to me when he spoke to me in 2012. He said, you will prepare for me a people fit to meet me, fit to meet him, automatically told me that there will be a contingent who are considered unfit. It is up to each person who hears the word of God, what you want to be. The last scripture that I will read is Romans chapter 1, verses 26 to 28. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. This means things that shame you. You do them. God isn't ashamed. God cannot be shamed. God cannot be mocked. You do them. You shame yourself. For their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up unnatural relations with women 
and were consumed with passion for one another, men committing shameless acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do what ought not to be done. Just a moment, please. And so if you love the Lord and you are hearing this message, the message is strong because the sin is strong. This is not a sin that goes away easily. If you are hearing this message and you are wondering why the word of the Lord is coming like a hammer, it is because the word of the Lord is a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. There are certain sins in this world. You get into those sins and you can come out with only minor scratches. There are other sins you get into them. They harden you. They harden your heart. Your heart becomes like a stone. And sexual immorality is one of those sins. Whether you're committing it with the opposite sex or whether you're committing it with the same sex or whether you have crossed over like the Penn State professor to start dabbling in animals, as many people in this nation do, they just have not been exposed yet. As many people cross over to small children and abuse and defile and destroy and kill and eat them in the United States of America, once you cross over certain lines, you're not coming back. It never says in the Bible that people who sleep with animals, people who slept with animals or who do it now are restored back to society and rehabilitated. This is something that the Lord has told me. The Lord has told me that part of America's great and gross pride is that she thinks she is able to forgive what God cannot forgive. So you will cross over to lie with a donkey or a horse or a dog. And then when you come back, then you will think, oh, but somebody's son can still marry me. The United States thinks that it can sanction anything, forgive anything, that God himself says, put such a person. Don't even kill him in the camp. I don't want the blood of a person who can cross out of the human kingdom to the animal kingdom. I don't want it spilt in the camp because this is where you guys cook your food and pray to me. Take him outside the camp and stone him. But America says, no, you know, it's just preference-based. In May, I was having many strong dreams of the future, but the Lord was keeping some of those dreams from me. He was keeping some of the dreams from me, and so I would have the dream, and it would be clear, but then I would wake up, and I would not be able to recall. It would vanish immediately, and as I would spend time in prayer with the Lord, I began to get the understanding that God was taking away the sight of these things because he didn't want me to see them fully. Some things that I speak about on this channel, I see in detail, and I've always said I will not hold back a single thing that God has shown me. For me, the benchmark is, what has the Lord said? So when the Lord shows it to me, for me, it's done. I'm, some things I don't need to go and dig into to find out if they are real, because if you do that, you fall into this hole that is extremely destructive to the soul. And so the dream would go away as soon as I woke up. But I did know that these dreams that I was, was seeing were all about America. And some of them have been shared, such as the Iron Pen, such as the End of America. I've shared those ones. But these dreams were also showing what the future will be like. And I was seeing nothing good. I was seeing nothing good about what America will be like in future. I was seeing nothing positive. I was seeing nothing helpful. I was seeing nothing fruitful. I was seeing the rise of a society, truly. The rise of this society will tax 
righteous people of all ages. If you're a young person and you're seeking God, 13, 15, 19, 22, it's going to be really hard for you because a lot of these things are going to be happening in your age demographic. Older people, it is going to be even harder for you. Why? Because you remember a different time. You remember a different America. You had a different childhood. You even had a different adulthood. And now you are in your 70s, 80s, 90s. And what you are looking at, it seems like a very bad fever dream. It seems like what you can never guess would happen to this great nation. And some people who are not wise are out there and they're protesting and they're yelling and they're, and they're demanding that the government do something about it. And they don't have the understanding that the government is doing something about it. The government is clearly crafting the beast system, working as hard as little beavers on a dam to build a world that glorifies the God that they keep serving in your face. And then you keep thinking it's an accident that they're serving that God in your face. So I wrote from my notes. I'm going to read from my notes. I write down my dreams like this. Some of them can be told and then some of them just need to be read and we will have understanding. America is going to be a terrible mess and confusion of undeniable proportions in the future. I cannot deny that. It will be the kind of place where, unless you have an extremely robust faith, unless you are truly knowledgeable in the word of God. So I'm not talking about the kind of person who doesn't really know what the Bible means, doesn't really read the Bible, doesn't invest time, and then has a lot of jumbled up beliefs. Some of the beliefs are true. Some of the beliefs are from social media. Some of the beliefs are from whatever church they went to when they were a kid. Some of the beliefs are from uh, the history channel. You mix all that up and then you call it God's word. This is why when I'm preaching, a lot of what I say goes directly over the heads, especially of people under the age of 30. I noticed that they have zero clue what the word of God says. They couldn't navigate their way through the Bible if you dropped them off in the forest and told them to use the Bible as a GPS and come back to the city. They have no idea what God really says, no idea what God really requires. And yet the confidence with which they say, but shouldn't we pray for these people? Where did God tell you to pray for a reprobate? Where did God tell you to pray for an apostate? For instance, when God says, I give this person over to judgment who are you then with your skinny little arms to come and say well i saved this person back and i pray for them be very careful the people that you're praying for you will end up in the same judgment as them he said it in many prophecies you pray for your idol when your idol falls you're going down with it two trees for the price of one people who are knowledgeable in god's word skilled in spiritual warfare and very good very good with using scripture to protect and comfort themselves are going to be people that will be able to make it through what is coming. If you are not good in spiritual warfare, this is the strong attacking prayer, the kind of prayer that says, I will not tolerate this in this house. I see you, Johnny, my first son, starting to put nail polish on your fingers. And if you think that I'm going to be a trans ally, you have got another thing coming, young man. Spiritual warfare is the kind of prayer where you can, when you can see that the words of your mouth, discussion, and can we talk about this? It's not working. You forget all that and you go to your room and you shut the door like Jesus said and you pray to your father in secret. I mean liquid lava, molten power prayers that will tolerate no entry of demonic lifestyles, demonic belief systems, and demonic actions under your roof.
It will be Satan. Someone's got to leave, me or you. And since I pay the rent here, it's going to be you. That is spiritual warfare. Those types of people will be able to protect at least and comfort themselves. It will be important that you will need to comfort yourself in the future. If you are someone who always, for instance, needs, needs comfort and encouragement from other people because you have not yet built up the spiritual stamina, when stuff happens, you can sit by yourself, sing songs to yourself, read scripture, and, and confess it out loud until just like a baby that, that is able to soothe himself in the crib, they cry and they fuss and then they <laughs> eventually they calm down and five minutes later you hear them playing. Baby is able to bring himself down from hysteria to calm. If you are not able to do that for yourself and you think that we are going into a world where people will care or people will have time to do that for you, you are going to be so stuck because people will not do it for you. Without the ability to know God's word, to be skilled in spiritual warfare, and to be very good with using the scripture to protect yourself and comfort yourself, you are going to be point blank miserable and brought to the edge of confusion in the future. I mean to say that without God, you will not have any defense for your soul. In fact, as you watch the society that's on the way, you will become a despairing, desperate and very unhappy person. Deeply unhappy, suffering from the kind of sorrow that borders on grief. And yet, no matter how grieved you get, there will still be no resolution for what your eyes will see. And there will be no real way to give your mind peace and to give your spirit peace. It will be a calamity as much as this nation likes personal stories where the news always isolates one person in a disaster or some other bad event, they want to get their name and they want to find out how has this tragedy happened. And since this tragedy has impacted you specifically, can you tell us a little bit about your story? So what was being laid on my heart is that as much as America loves to individualize tragedy, They'll shoot up a school and 30 children lose their lives. But the news anchors know that it's very hard to care about a large number like 30. And so they will always go in and pick one, two families and then begin to follow those families as they grieve and as they get over what has happened. Because then it's easier for busy human beings to connect with one story than multiple stories, especially in a nation that commits murder and every kind of thing every single day as trending news eventually some kind of fatigue sets in but god says that in the future the future america so many awful things will be happening at the same time that even this style of individualized pain individualized tragedy god says it will not work people will not care about anyone's problem people will not care about anyone's story they'll be busy caring about themselves and how they feel in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. In the last days, men will be lovers of themselves. This is it coming to the door. And then people say, I'm scaring people. And yet the Bible scared people first. There will not be any love for those who are weak and for those who are helpless. People will be extremely self-centered and callous and they will barely be able to stay civil to one another, even in the trying times. 
the love of many will grow cold. And the full verse is Matthew 20, 12. It's Matthew 24 and 12 that says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. And we're seeing these stories in the news exactly as I said. The exact quote from one of my old videos are, horrible crimes are on the way. The Lord says that when the police come to the crime scene, they're going to weep and some of them are going to throw up because of the horrible things that they're going to be forced to see. Men and women of the police force are going to be able to see things that they have never seen in 30 years service. And the Lord says that the bulk of the wickedness will be family member against family member. We're starting to see cases like that man who just went over to his neighbors simply because of cars that were parked wrongly exactly as I prophesied two years ago. Over a simple parking space, he shot three people. He shot three of his neighbors, and now they're trying to blame it on military PTSD. When it was well known in the neighborhood that he felt that such people should not live in the neighborhood that he lived in. What did God say? That ethnic violence against ethnic violence will rise. That male against female and female against male crime will rise. That straight against gay crime will rise. All these things are now increasing in the news and they have not even reached the level of shockingness that the father says that they will. So I have two dreams here of the many that were coming in that I remember. And in both these dreams, I was outside in the street and I was lamenting. This is open weeping, open crying out to God. I was invisible and so no one could see me. But God put me in the streets in the future. And what I saw had me groaning, crying to God, saying, Father... You cannot allow this. Very strongly, I was telling him. I was telling him, you can't let this happen. And his response was, it will happen because this is America's choice. So I was seeing the changes that will come to America. I saw America slide into a kind of sexual degeneracy that is just not possible without Satan at the wheel. So what I was seeing, this is not a society that has... You know, I think as Americans, we've lost our way. No, this is, not, this is not losing your way. This is taking the GPS and throwing it into the sea and then following it into the sea and smashing it so that we can never find our way back to Christ. What I saw cannot happen unless Satan has finally sat on the throne of people's hearts, just as it was in Noah's day. I truly think that demons were active in people already, or as a group, they had fallen prey to a singular madness that made daily life impossible if you were just a normal person that was trying to live in the same society as them. I saw myself in the streets saying, God, no, 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 stop this, stop this now, please, Lord, no, I don't want to live like this. And people were walking right past me doing as they pleased without any glance in my suffering direction. I was suffering in this dream. I was suffering in this dream because what I was seeing, what I already see now living in New York City with men that have no restraint with other men on the train, on the bus, in the restaurant, the couples are man to man. It is past the level that I remember in past years. It is as if there has been a, an upsurge an uptick, as if they moved from every other state and come to live here. That's how much it is. 
man to man and woman to woman, teens, I'm walking on the street, teen girls in uniform are standing with an arm against the wall the way uh, boys used to do in the 60s when they lean their arm against the wall and they're talking to a girl with that Elvis swirl in the middle of their forehead. Girls talking to another girl like that and the female of the group is bashful and staring at the ground, getting ready to give her number to another girl in school uniform. I was calling out to God and I could also see from the sky, a sky view across the country. And what I saw from the sky perspective, not from the ground, but from the sky perspective is that America had gone gay. America was so gay that it seemed to me as I was watching from the air to be the default setting of sexuality in the nation. So I'm not saying I saw some gay people from the air and I'm not saying I saw that there were large pockets of gay life in America. No, I'm saying that rampant, open homosexuality had overrun America. And with this sin rising to prominence in this country, every other kind of reprobate activity that you never hoped to see was also out and in the open. Men were basically gay and trans everywhere. And I was amazed to see that straight men had become the minority of America. I repeat, gay men had multiplied their numbers and strength so much. There was so much popularity for their lifestyle that straight men were now the least populous and the least popular demographic. Least populous means if you count all the red jelly beans and the green jelly beans and the blue jelly beans, the straight men jelly beans were the fewest of the bunch. Men who were of the normal sexuality were so few and their position in society had become so powerless that if you want to even say men had become subject to discrimination, then yes, you could say that. Men had become the new object of discrimination. Straight men were at the very bottom of the social totem pole. So at the very bottom, behind all the other special interest groups that are considered fringe, that are the smallest right now, straight men fell from their ruling position to the lowest position in society. The lowest strata, that means category, the last rung of the ladder. And I saw, as I was watching from the air, that they were overlooked. They were ignored. That means that they no longer had a voice in society when they wanted to say this, and we don't like this, and we don't like that. We don't want to see trans on our ads. You guys see these things and you just laugh now. You're on the social media, you're mocking now. You think that you are the majority. They're gonna put trans on everything. And if you need a razor, you're going to buy that trans razor or you're going to use a knife like Daniel Boone. They were overlooked, they were ignored, and at the same time they were ridiculed and they were attacked so much that you know that God's original Adam from the garden could never end up this way. This is someone that this is something that no one might believe right now because of how America currently sells itself. America has always styled itself through movies, through music, and through marketing 
as the world standard for what strong and powerful masculinity looks like. So the thing that people call toxic masculinity now is simply men being themselves. It was once considered strong masculinity and America was the leader. America dictated what male outfits looked best and what male hairstyles looked best and what male attitudes all the other men around the world wanted to emulate. Clothes, character, and the way that men are generally perceived has been strongly influenced in all modern cultures by this country in a way that no one can deny. Well, that era was gone in this dream of the future. And what I saw that gay, what I saw was that gay, camp, and trans had completely taken over much to my stunned shock. So gay is man with man. And not every man who is gay is effeminate, meaning acting like a woman. Usually in same-sex relationships, one acts according to traditional male roles, um, acts more male, and the other acts more female. Camp is where you are gay, and you are fully acting not only like a woman, but very over-the-top gay. These are the gays that I explained use their hands a lot, and they say honey, and they are very loved by women who are extremely unwise because women don't have the understanding of where this trend is going. Straight women and women who are on the other side of sexuality, they don't have the understanding. Right now, all America is concerned is making allies. And there's so much social pressure. And you're made to feel horrible if you're not an ally of this lifestyle. And so people support this open camp lifestyle, men who openly act like women, and also trans, which is men claiming that they are women and doing things to their body sometimes to make sure that they can occupy female space. I saw the, the pride flag and the trans flag everywhere, and yet American society went by as if nothing was wrong. Those flags were raised over so many businesses and services, and they were out as a permanent fixture. So usually businesses and services want to show that they are gay allies and uh, pride life allies. And so it's June now, and they will put the flag out everywhere to show we support this life. But in the future that I saw, the flags were permanent. They stayed there all year round. And the result was that the society was also out and proud to match. Those who wanted to be gay were gay, and those who wanted to be trans were trans. And that tiny little slice of humanity that still wanted to be straight were straight, but nobody was pushing back or protesting against these changes to society as I saw it. Life just carried on. So right now, we have angry parents that are fighting with the school boards and saying, you guys are trying to sneak adult material into our children's curriculum and corrupt them. You're teaching them about two mommies and two daddies, and as they get to age seven and eight, you're teaching them about sexual positions, and you're showing them explicit sexual cartoons and calling it sexual education. You are robbing our children of a childhood. Right now, all across America, bills are being passed, fights are being fought. Protests are being protested, and, and people have bullhorns, and they're shouting, not our kids, not our kids. Well, in the future, we lost. In the future that God showed me, things were settled. The culture wars were over. We lost. It was finished, and America was gay. And so as I was crying in my little spot of invisibility in the middle of the street, as I was watching all the openness of sin and wickedness under the sun, all I could keep saying was, no, no, God, no, stop it. I don't want to live here. I don't want to live here, God. But nobody could see me or care about my feelings. It was a new society where 
where evil was good and good was evil. Up was down, man was woman, and everyone that I saw in this vision had made peace with it in a kind of live and let live mindset. And I was so distraught that I started fighting in my sleep. I started kicking in the covers and fighting to get out of that dream. And I finally woke up heaving in my chest and I said, no, God, no. You simply can't allow it to get that bad. Not all the men to end up like that, Lord. Not all. Who can ever believe that gay men will ever outnumber the straight, Lord? Right? Please. You can't let that happen. You have to do something about it. I cannot live in a world that looks like that, Lord. And the Lord said, I will hand America over to a reprobate mind. I will allow her to degenerate. To degenerate. That means to fall from high to low and to become destroyed in a gradual process. That's what degenerate means. It means that you buy food and then you sit and you watch it go rotten until it's covered with white mold and it's destroyed. I will allow her to degenerate into the poster child of iniquity. I will remove my hand from her and I will let every single nesting evil that she has in her heart show itself so that those who think that they are higher than my laws can find themselves perplexed by the proof of their iniquity. America will be perplexed by the sin of her members. She will be confused by the reality of what is really inside her people. The righteous will see it and mourn. The holy will see it and weep. And great will be the fall of Mystery Babylon on the day that I call for her destruction. She will fall down, but not before she totally destroys herself. So this is what the Lord said to me when I woke up pleading with him, pleading. This can't be, Lord. Surely, Lord, you are not about to let this happen. You won't allow this. And he said, not only will I allow it, I will hand America over to the mind that is inside her. And I've spoken about this. The reprobate mind is where your pastor you who love T.D. Jakes and the rest of you who worship at the altar of Joel Osteen and friends, where God will reveal that these people do dirt that should never be done by anyone in the first place, but surely never done by a man in the pulpit. So the Lord will bring a prophetic word exposing the dirt that Beyonce and friends, Joe Biden and friends, Donald Trump and friends, Obama and friends, and all the friends do. And then the reprobate mind says, but these are people that are on TV. These people are shiny and clean, newly washed like Pantene. They can't possibly be guilty. I think you're wrong. And I think that you're speaking from your heart because you're obsessed with them and you hate them. The mind that hates the word of God is the reprobate mind. It is a mind that cannot be healed. I said in an old video that if the word of God is here, but because of your feelings, your opinions, what you think, popular culture, so social media, watch my hand as it's going on off camera, what your family told you, what your best friend told you, or just what you believe reality should be. You leave the word of God here and you continue to walk a path of destruction until you are completely away from the word. The Bible says that there is no way to bring you back. Why is that? Because you were once with the word, who is Jesus Christ. You knew the truth 
and you decided to walk away from it. You decided to go and live your truth, which is another Americanism. Live your truth. The Bible never tells us to live our truth. The Bible tells us that Christ is truth. And we who cling to him will be in the light. We too who cling to him, he also cleaves to us and we become one in him. But when you struggle and wrestle and fight and decide that he's too restrictive and he's too full of too many laws and you need to go off and find out what's happening in the world of ally culture, when you decide that you want to cleave to the world instead of cleaving to Christ, then you fall prey to the reprobate mind. You start to defend things that you shouldn't. You start to defend things on the gray line you eventually end up defending things in direct defiance against what the word of God says. Who is going to bring you back? Please explain this to me. If the word is Christ and you go against him, if you go against the word, who is going to restore you from that mind that is against Christ? You are anti-Christ and no prayer is bringing you back. So God says he will hand over this country to that type of mind, the kind of mind that hears abortion is killing children and then says, no, we beg to differ. Abortion is women's rights. And then he says, a man shall not put on what pertains to a woman. And then America says, no, a man can wear anything he likes and gets breasts and go and strip on the White House lawn because trans rights are human rights. So whatever God says, a man should not lie with a man as he does with a woman, then America says no, because love is love, and we're making it legal now for marriage. And what you want to be is on the right side of history. So if this nation exalts itself above all that is called God, the nation is antichrist. This is why God says that whoever prays for America wastes their time, because he's only receiving prayers for individuals. This is prayers for people. But if you're praying for the entity to be saved, the end of the entity has been prophesied in Revelation chapter 18. He just said, great will be the fall of mystery Babylon on the day I call for her destruction. She will fall down, but not before she totally destroys herself. So all American institutions and everything that has made the nation great in the past, everything that she's been famous for will be destroyed. And then when America has spilled every filth on the front of her garment, which is already enough punishment. God then says he will call for her total destruction. Every evil in her heart will show itself. What does that mean? That means that people always say, do you believe this? Do you really believe that? I mean, it, I, I, I'm listening, but I just don't think it's that bad. What God is saying is, do you know what a nesting evil is? Nesting evil is when you have a termite problem, but nobody has come and sprayed yet to get the termites to burst out into the open. God is saying that all the things that are in America's tummy, all her maggots, he's going to heat up the nation until the maggots will come out in public. And then all who denied a maggot infestation will be forced to admit that maggots don't fall from heaven. They come out of hiding. And for them to come out of hiding, they had to have been there all along. And so God says, this will be the punishment of those who think that they are higher than the word that he sends, who think that they are higher than what he says. He says that people will be confused when they see what America will be. 
Perplexed means that you're confused. Your mind stops working properly. You don't know what's going on. You can't make sense of it. You can't understand why you can't see straight couples anywhere anymore. You can't understand why the government is making these choices. Did I not prophesy all the way back in 2020 that God says if there were five choices, excellent choice, good choice, average okay choice, we can live with it, bad choice, and terrible choice, he said that the government would consistently pick bad and terrible choices. You're watching these things happen. You can't understand why the sitting government is doing the things that it's doing. You think perhaps it's just bad leadership or because he's old. You don't know that this is a plan to create a world where Satan is king. This is the first part of the dream. There are two dreams. I will make another video. There is grace to keep making them. And so I will make a, a fourth video. I am Celestial with the Master's Voice. You can follow on many different platforms. Just look in the description box below and you will find all the information that you need about this ministry. Until I see you again, goodbye.